ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Rep Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the Executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the Presenter of the Key, Kevin Key, and the Cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right in to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am your host, and I am the reigning, defending, hashtag, and still your prediction champion by disqualification finish, as it were. Um, The two knuckleheads tied again, and that means that I get to keep it until double or nothing. This guy gets another chance to defend. That's right. That's right. Amy's biting the tongue, trying not to gag, but it's okay. It's all right. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just, I might take a break just because I'm just tired of being right. Like, I may not win and I may tie a lot, but I'm just tired of winning most of the pay per view. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're tired of you winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least you're using an AW like pay per view to like break the tie because, like, as predictable as you think AEW is, it could still go completely right or completely left. So that's yeah. right. That's right. And as you guys can hear, I've got a whole cast of characters here with me tonight. I've got the wonderful, beautiful social media queen, ref thick as hook, ref Amy Veronica here with me tonight. I've got the mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters here with me tonight and of course we've got cousin mike cuz is here with us and uh we are here tonight and we're going to talk a little bit this is a a review from when i won the championship okay and we are gonna i i went outside the box okay everyone's picked a wwe or an ecw pay-per-view mainstream shit right it's kind of mainstream the one that i picked but not as mainstream as any of all that okay I picked Destination X 2010 TNA Impact Wrestling. Let's dive in a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to give everybody a rundown of the card real quick here so that our listeners can, uh, can know what the card kind of looked like for the show. Uh, before I get there, though, please remember to go and like us and, and follow us across all of our social media platforms at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, by the way. All right, here we go. Uh, So the opener of the match was uh, a ladder match, and it was, uh, I believe it was a number one contenders match for the X Division Championship, if I I remember correctly. I watched the pay-per-view like right after I told you guys I was going to pick it. Um, But Kazarian, uh, Kazarian won that, and he defeated Amazing Red, Brian Kendrick, and uh, Christopher Daniels. Then you had Tara defeating Daphne uh, to retain the uh, TNA Knockouts Championship. Then you had Rob Terry defeating Magnus to uh, retain the Global Championship. You had the Motor City Machine Guns uh, defeating Generation Me, which is a.k.a. the Young Bucks, uh, in an Ultimate X match. You had the band, which was Scott Hall and X-Pac, because they couldn't call themselves the NWO, defeating Eric Young and Kevin Nash in a tag team match in which, if they won, the band got uh, contracts to TNA. Uh, 
Doug Williams defended and retained his champion, his X division championship against Shannon Moore, Hernandez and Matt Morgan, the tag team champions defeated beer money, Inc to retain their, their TNA tag team championships. Kurt Angle defeated Mr. Anderson by submission and AJ Styles, uh, who was TNA world heavyweight champion at the time, uh, defeated abyss. Uh, and, and well, it ended in a no contest. So really there was no winner, but he retained his, uh, his TNA world heavyweight championship. So this card was, uh, was packed full of a little bit of everything for everyone. It was a very WWE impact pay-per-view, <laughs> um, in that it, it, it tried to do a little bit of everything for everyone. This is when easy E and Hulk were doing a lot of the booking for, uh, for TNA. And so they, they tried to make it as much like WWE and WCW as they could without making it quite into that. And they failed terribly. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, for, for our listeners from our younger side of the audience, this is the point in TNA history when uh, TNA was on Monday nights on TNN and was trying to go head to head with Monday night raw uh it's you know they'd just gone from having the six-sided ring that the tna fans were in love with uh to going back to the four-sided ring and uh so there was a a lot of a lot of um i don't know if you guys could believe this but the wrestling community was a little up in arms with the wrestling company about something like that and uh, yeah it happened really not that's never happened nope nope so there, this was a big time of change for uh, for TNA, and it was it was right after it stopped kind of being associated with the NWA, uh, just a couple of years removed from that. So I was gonna say like this is probably like right before I started watching like Impact or TNA in general. Yep, yep, yep. So this was uh, this was an interesting time for sure. Uh, it was a time when you still had. Um, the big, the big people that built TNA up: Samoa Joe, Abyss, AJ Styles, uh, Beer Money, the Motor City Machine Guns, Eric Young. Uh, you still had all those folks that were heavily involved, and, and but you also had the main event stars that had been let go by WWE. Uh, the guys that ended up making up the main event mafia and Sting, uh, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. You know, Booker T, Xbox, not all these guys were in the main event mafia, but um, Kurt Angle, you know, all these guys were starting to get involved in the product. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a, a weird time. It kind of reminds me a little bit of where we're at right now with AEW, right? Transitioning between those AEW originals and all the guys that have recently been released from the WWE that are now on AEW television. So. Yeah. With that being said, I want to jump into the card. I want to get your guys' reaction about this pay-per-view, your review of this pay-per-view. Uh, I want to start with uh, with Tyler here. Tyler, yes. I, I want to get your opinion on the ladder match. Kazarian, Amazing Red, Brian Kendrick, and uh, Christopher Daniels. What What was your reaction to the match? How did you like the booking? Uh, you know, did, did you agree with the finish and, and what did you think of, of, I think this, you told me this was your first TNA pay-per-view that you watched from start to finish, right? It, it was, I, I was definitely aware of TNA in the early years, but this is, it took me back watching this one. It, it was an interesting pick, but yet a good one. I'm trying not to critique it too much. I'm trying to come at it. Like a lot of you have said, just enjoy it for what it is. 
Uh, but this match had it all. I mean, all these guys are innovative. They're creative. Whether you agreed with the finish, I had no problem with Kazarian winning. This is really what built the TNA brand was the X division. So I thought it was a good way to open up the show, just have like their equivalent to the cruiserweight lightweight division from the other companies. And, and I, I thought these guys impressed. I, I didn't have a problem. It, it's not my cup of tea, but it doesn't mean it was bad. I still enjoyed it. So that's really my, my quick takeaways from the opening bell. Amy, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I really, I like, believe it or not, I enjoyed this match a lot because it had, like, there, there's a difference between the early 2000, 2010 ladder matches and the ladder matches that they do now in WWE and, like, AW and stuff like that. The, the ladders are a little bit more sturdier now so that people don't have to really hold on to them. But the one big thing that I thought he was legitimately hurt was the Kazarian, the suplex with his legs still in the ladder. I thought that was a mistake. When I saw that, I rewinded it and I was like, whoa, that was like, I don't know if it's dangerous, but it looks dangerous. But mm. I, but good on them. They, they, it was nonstop like action the entire time. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome. Cuz is, uh, is doing cuz things i guess right this second he he seems like he he had to step away okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna go on to the next match and then cuz can come back to this match as well um the next match on the card tara and daphne uh first of all um i i i I picked this pay-per-view um i picked this pay-per-view before thinking about the fact that Daphne was on it with Daphne having just recently passed away. Uh, Daphne, obviously a close friend of our, of our, um, our good friend of the show uh, of uh, crowbar, you know? So um, it was cool. Like I turned on the pay-per-view and then Daphne was on my TV and I was like, Oh, this mm-hmm. is a thing, you know? Um, but ultimately I thought it was a fun match, but it was a, weird match <laughs> um but i'll let i'll let amy go first on this one it is a knockouts match and amy is a knockout in case you haven't noticed folks look at that look at that it's pose pose for the camera okay um so this match i was actually pleasantly surprised because a it was my first daphne match that i've ever watched Ooh. because i was not a wcw person i was not a tna person so like you were barely it, alive when wcw was a thing so we can't really blame exactly you. i was a i was a <laughs> Um, so, and like Tyler, this is like my first time watching a TNA pay-per-view from beginning to end. So my going into this match and remembering what time period of women's wrestling this was, I was not excited at first because this time period of women's wrestling is what actually what got me away from wrestling for a while is watching what WWE was doing to their women's division post Lita and Trish. And I stopped watching. So I'm actually love this match because they didn't make the girls do anything that they obviously weren't prepared to do. Mm-hmm. It was a very simple match. It, the psychology of it, of Daphne, obviously being the smaller, like, I, I don't want to be like condescending, but weaker looking one mm-hmm. using cheating methods to stay on top. And then eventually the um, Tara powering out and getting the win. I don't understand the background of the spider stuff. Like again, didn't watch, don't know these characters but I was very sports entertained. And I do appreciate the fact that the ref played off of how creepy Daphne was. So little things. Excellent. Excellent. Cause you looked like you had something to say there. 
All right. So remember the uh, the first TNA Impact on that Monday night. Yep. We both watched that back and forth, and my instant reaction to TNA back then was like, "Oh wow, they let the girls actually wrestle." Yes. Yes. It was different. Like you actually got to see like decent wrestling matches. Like it's at some points with TNA, it's devolved with different talents coming in and that and out. But for the most part, like. Yeah, you had, like, the cheesecake going on with their outfits. But for the most part, most of them could go. Mm -hmm. And it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, the the women's wrestling in TNA was was certainly way, way beyond what anything anything you got from from the WWE for the longest time. Um, You know, that's where we got Awesome Kong. Um, You know, the the beautiful people and, and Gail Kim. That's where Gail Kim really got her shine. Um, you know, and, and, and they, you know, that's why, that's why when, when WWE had their women's revolution impacts line, even though they were so minuscule at the time, I mean, they, they had gone from being impact to being impact. And now they're kind of like impact in the middle there. Um, but even though they were down here at the time, they were like, yeah, we've been doing this for 15 years, guys. Here's our tape library, (laughs) you know, go buy impact plus. Um, and so that was a, that was a big thing for sure. All right. Let's, uh, something just fell. Uh, let's, let's keep, let's keep this thing rolling here. This was probably my least favorite match on the night. Um, you had Rob Terry defending his global championship against Magnus. And for my younger wrestling fans who may not know, Magnus is your former World heavyweight champion for the NWA. He is Nick Aldis. So um, Magnus is, was his breakout character. He broke into American televi- you know, televised wrestling as Magnus on Impact TV, you know, on, on Impact Wrestling. So um, this was a very young Magnus on the pay-per-view. And, uh, and it shows a little bit in this match. And it, it also is no fun watching because he had to work Rob Terry. <laughs> I can't stand watching Rob Terry work. Maybe he's some people's cup of tea. And if he is drink it all you want, cause I don't want none. <laughs> like, um, you know, just, it kind of is what it is. Uh, but I want to, I want to get what, what my panel has to, has to say here. Let me go to cuz is making faces in the, in the camera here. I'm going to let cuz go first on this one. Cuz talk to me, brother. All right. So two things that I have for, uh, for this. Um, Magnus was in his twenties in this match, but he still had the face of Daniel Craig. (laughs) It's literally no difference. There's literally no difference now. (laughs) But, uh, other than that, anytime I think of Rob Terry and it's just terrible, to say this but like he literally reminds me of like the living embodiment of a shark because like everything's real thick in the top like torso wise and everything and he's got the little like hair thing going and then his legs like not one day spent on like that never <laughs> he hasn't even like, seen a stairwell he literally looks like he could play a street shark <laughs> get the clickbait but, ready get the clickbait ready <laughs> But, like, right. the one thing that I 
there's a guy that's been around for like ever that I don't think has really gotten better or gotten worse. In Magnus. Rob Terry. Oh, Rob Terry. Oh, yeah, well. Magnus think... is like, Magnus has gotten to the point where he's very old school NWA style matches, which is fine. Right. But Terry, I just, especially with him being so young, for him to still not to like, the dude looks like somebody that you would slap a world title on. Like if, it's, if McMahon had him, I don't know if he ever had him, but I'm amazed that he isn't somebody that didn't like factor into the plans. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll look that up uh, to, to give a brief update on what that looks like. Cause I'm not exactly sure uh, where he's at, where, what he did. Um, so I'll look that up in a moment. Let's, uh, Let's keep this thing rolling here, unless anyone else has something they want to add for this match. Because I was just like, meh. It was it was two minutes. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> this 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 was my beer match. Go get a beer. Yeah, then last long. Yeah. Um, the next match on the card, however, was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite tag teams ever. The Motor City Machine Guns versus a very young set of young bucks. Baby Bucks. Baby, Baby Bucks. Bucks. Okay. Um, Jeremy and Max Buck. I love, I, I think they should have st- stuck with those names. They should have stuck with those names. So uh, I like it. So the uh, Mercy Machine Guns, Generation Me, Ultimate X match. Amy, this was your, this was your second Ultimate X match, though, because I made you watch one. I thought this was the one you made me watch. I thought we watched the, the, the couple of episodes. Oh, yeah, we did watch this. So this is your first Ultimate X match. Uh, um, so, yes, first Ultimate X match. I actually don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's a nice twist. Because at first I was just like, ooh, people's knees, they're going to be falling. And then I remember we have ladder matches, so it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. And... I enjoyed the match because like the uh, opener, it was just nonstop. It was just constantly double team tag move, double team tag move. Oh, this person's up. Let me jump on him real quick. Get back up and jump on the other guy. Like it was a young Bucks match to a T. And like, there was never a moment where you could like look at your phone briefly while the match was going on. Cause it was just, someone was moving at all times. And I'm pretty sure this is also my first Motor uh, City machine gun match too. Mm-hmm. but yeah like it was so nice to see that the young bucks really haven't changed their style <laughs> um, it's, it's still the same but i had a lot of fun and i i actually like the idea of the ultimate x match but like i wish they could take it without like actually taking it <laughs> yeah like a aw or wwe but yeah right. it was fun yeah yeah lot, lots of fun tyler give me your thoughts on this one bud i didn't like the match no I, i'm teasing uh, you know, the Young Bucks are not my cup of tea, but I got to tell you, I was excited about this match. And the spot where Saban did the spear off the back of one of the Young Bucks was pretty cool. I think they were hanging off the, uh, to yeah. get the X uh, division thing, however you call it. But th- this was exciting. It's their style. You know, it's that presentation. I'm not going to knock it. I just wanted to be funny to begin with to lead into the match. But for what it was, we were going to get high flying. We were going to get a lot of tags like Ref Amy was talking about. And I'm with you, Ted. The Motor City Machine Guns, that promo before was Mm -hmm. great. 
on the Young Bucks. That's something that I took away even before the match was they were harsh. <laughs> yeah, the promos, stuff, the promos were fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Excellent. So overall, you know, fun match. Yeah. Pro- probably my favorite match on the card. Probably my favorite mm-hmm. match on the card for sure. These these two teams went out there and just blew us away. They did tons of fun spots. Um, that at the time they didn't have a whole card full of spots like this. So this match having all these spots made it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I really I really appreciated that. Quick update on Rob Terry. WWE did have him in Florida Championship Wrestling. Jericho wanted him to be his protege. Uh, Vince said no and fired him after a year. Woo! Excuse me. Wow. I'm talking about Rob Terry, so I'm automatically yawning. Uh, so so he got he got, <laughs> got fired. It. He got fired after a year. Um, in Florida Championship Wrestling, he was mostly uh, walking. Um, Dolph Ziggler to the ring in Florida Championship Wrestling. That's what he did. That was his job. He was his like his diesel. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's Rob Terry. Okay. Um, I wanna I wanna keep this keep this rolling. Keep this keep this whole thing running here. Uh, the next match on the card is my, <laughs> is my bone to pick with this whole pay per view, and it's not because my of bone the match. To pick with the industry. It's it's not because of the match and it's not because of the booking because I'm a click mark and everybody knows that so it, it I don't care about any of that. I care about the finish of the match and what it did to the rest of the pay-per-view. That's what I care about. Okay, so we'll, I'll get there. I'm going to close this one out. Um but I I want to I want to get some thoughts on this. So this is the band, this is Scott Hall and Six Pack because we can't call him X-Pac here. Um defeated Eric Young and Kevin Nash. Obviously, this is a screw job finish. Uh, Nash finally gets the the hot tag in from Eric Young after Eric has get gotten the piss beaten out of him by a very out of shape Scott Hall, who makes fun of himself on the way down to the ring. By the way, he sucks in his gut. He's like pointing to his abs and he lets it all <laughs> he lets it all out on his way down to the ring. And he's like messing with the fans about it. It's fantastic. Um, you know, um, I'm glad to see that he had a sense of humor about it at that point. <laughs> um, uh, I thought that the promo that that Scott and and Sean Waltman had in the back was fantastic because Sean was like trying to actually do something legitimate and nobody had any idea what was happening. So it was just a fantastic promo. Um, And um, yeah, so it was that was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Screw job finish. Kevin comes in. He finally gets the hot tag. Power bombs. Eric Young, and then uh, lets the other guys do their thing. Scott Hall has to be helped to get Eric Young up for the outsider's edge, which was kind of scary. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about this one a little bit. Amy, you're, uh, I can tell that your soul hurts after this match. I can I can I can feel it. That's why you're wearing your comfy comfy clothes. You know, yeah, just, your soul hurts, right? Hold me, hold me. <laughs> um, so this match reminds me a lot of things that I run into on the indie circuit whenever you ref a match for a veteran who is just there for a payday, doesn't really care about the show, 
Mm. Just, it, it, I felt pain for the ref in this match because he was trying to keep it together. He yep. was trying to keep the. He tried so hard to make the spots work, like that entire paint spot where he had to literally like sit there with Kevin Nash. Oh my god, reason. I forgot like, about was, that. Oh god, it, it was like hours. He had to sit there, and Kevin Nash is not even doing anything to warrant him to be there. And he's they're, just yeah, like, they're oh, talking they're about moving. they're talking about going out for Literally. drinks after the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a point where like everyone gets in the ring and the ref is like, I don't know what to do at this point because <laughs> like they're not gonna listen to me. So that's what I felt like the the only person more buried than Eric Young in this match was the ref because the ref had absolutely no authority whatsoever in this match, and it really came across because like it just looked like the the, the well, X Pac cared. Like, he was the only one really keeping it together. Him and Eric Young. But the other two were just like, I don't care. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. I'm going to let you say the one other thing that I literally have written 17 times in my notes <laughs> on this paper. <laughs> so, I'll let so, you say that. <laughs> so, this, the spray paint spot that Amy is referring to for our, for our listening audience, for our watching audience, if you're unfamiliar with this pay-per-view, which by the way, you can watch this whole pay-per-view on Impact Wrestling's YouTube page for free. Okay. Uh, Impact has been posting a bunch of pay-per-views on their YouTube channel from the 2007 to like 2013, 2015 range. Um, they've been posting the entire pay-per-view for free as like a, hey, here's what our tape library looks like. You should go buy Impact Plus. Okay. And more power to them. I mean, they're doing the right, they're doing it the right way. They're putting whole shows out there for you guys to be able to get a sample of the product from over the years. Um, so the the spray paint spot was uh they were gonna spray paint in the eyes of Eric Young, and the paint was on the hard camera side of the ring. <laughs> and Scott Hall put Eric Young on the ropes on the opposite side of the ring. <laughs> And then Eric was like yelling at Sean Waltman, no, no, you have to go around the ring. The paint's on the other side. <laughs> and so Scott Hall's like confused and doesn't know what to do. And Sean's like, bring him over here. And so Scott just drags him. And at any time, you can just tell that Eric Young could have just gotten up and been fine at this point. But then Scott just puts him back on the ropes, but on now on the hard camera side. And then he finally gets the spray paint in the eyes. Mm. And this whole thing took maybe two minutes. Like this was two minutes of dead time. It was, in the ring. It was like an hour. It was, like, it, it felt, it felt like forever. Right. And they put him in, put him closer to the ref. So the ref could definitely see him. Like, Oh just yeah. Like, and you're just like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. This is, it was painful. It was painful. Right. So at the end of the match, uh, Kev power bombs Eric Young. Eric Young takes the outsider's edge. I think he takes an X factor too, right? He gets pinned, and then the the band, which now includes Kevin Nash because he turned, okay, uh, spray paints all like an outline of Eric Young on the canvas of the ring. I don't really have a problem with the spray paint because they're like, they're showing like a dead body, you know, like, Oh, we bodied this guy. Right. It was there for the rest of the fucking pay-per-view. It was black on white. It was <laughs> black paint on a white canvas as a outline of a body. And it was there for the rest of the fucking pay-per-view. 
There's so no we still, excuse. We still had the X Division Championship, the Tag Team Championship, uh, a singles match with Kurt Angle, and the Heavyweight Championship <laughs> match all to come on this pay-per-view. And we have to look at this this eyesore of an outline of Eric Young's body on the fucking canvas for the rest of the show. Literally the first it was line distracting. of all of my notes for every match is the outline is still there. Oh my God. Like, why? Why? Who doesn't why? have a second canvas? We have multiple canvases that we use for different things. If we have a hardcore match that has blood, we take a canvas off and put another one on mid-show. You telling me a company couldn't wasn't able to do that? Eric Young's in the back going, no, just leave it. Just leave it. It'll, it'll make people remember the pay-per-view, man. And Hulk's going, yeah, brother, he's right. <laughs> That's everything. That's everything. Oh, I think we lost. I think we lost cuz here. We lost cuz. Uh-oh. Oh man, hopefully a wild cuz will uh will reappear. Um but anyway, let's keep this thing let's keep this thing rolling here. Uh next up was the X Division Championship, Doug Williams, Shannon Moore, second least favorite match on the card for me for the night. Really? I yes. actually really loved it. Shannon Moore makes me uh, really? I enjoyed the, the dynamic of the old school, like, wrestler versus, like, the semi kind of Lucha Libre Shannon Moore. It's, yeah, it's, I agree with that. It was okay. Like, I don't think yeah. that it was a terrible match. I just, Shannon Moore makes me. Yeah. Because Shannon Moore was Kid fan Cash it, yeah. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Shannon Moore was just Kid Cash 2.0. That's yeah. what it was. And I had Kid Cash 1.0 in ECW. So, mm-hmm. he did nothing for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys want to speak to the match, I mean, I just, I don't really have anything, anything to say. So you, you go Tyler. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I'm just a fan of Doug Williams. I, I'm, I agree with Ted's assessment on Shannon Moore, but Doug Williams to me made the match kind of watchable because I'm not the biggest Shannon Moore fan either, but Doug Williams, I love the promo after the end because it speaks a lot of truth. He's more of that British technical scientific based wrestling compared to Shannon Moore, who's d- actually did nothing. I mean, to me, Doug Williams carried the match. So that alone, and that's why I kind of stand with Amy because I think Doug Williams brought what he could out of Shannon Moore, but I, I wish he did have a different opponent, but was it the greatest match? No, but I like Doug Williams. I, I think I just like the British wrestlers going back to Regal. I, I like what they bring over here in the States. So that's all I was going to add to it. Well, I mean, in, in Tyler's world, if it's not from the, the 80s or if it's not chain wrestling, it sucks. So, you know, you heard it here first on Rewind Wrestling Radio. Just saying. And while we're stopped for just a, a hot second here, go get your Rewind Wrestling Radio merch at whatamaneuver.net. You can find the link in our link tree in the description of every single episode. You can see I'm wearing uh, a Rewind shirt right now. We've got two other ones out there right now. Help us out and help us make our shenanigans continue by getting yourself some merch. Anyway, Amy, sorry, I had to get the cheap plug in. Middle of the show. Middle of the show. So Doug Williams, Shannon Moore, talk talk to me. I mean, like I said, I I enjoyed it Um, for me, like – I like the dynamic where you have two different styles that have to try to mesh with one another. And I like when you have like the old school wrestler trying to work around like the more like high flying style. Um, I actually love the ref spot 
in this where he like put it was is very fluid and mm-hmm. like that's how you know like it's, it's constructed like you're well yeah yeah like he just pushed him out of the way immediately gets hit with the brick and i thought that was a really great way to finish it even though i i totally i don't i don't know if i didn't see the brick in the beginning but i was just like where the hell did he get a brick <laughs> like he just kind of popped up with it mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. i was okay with it um like i said like i i didn't really watch TNA, so I didn't understand the heat going into the match, but I enjoyed it as is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about that one. Um, the next match really intrigued me. The the Hernandez-Matt Morgan storyline uh, going into the, the defense against Beer Money. Um, Matt Morgan pretty much being a heel. Uh, being teamed with a very face and a very over with the Impact Wrestling crowd in Hernandez with Supermax. Um, you know, they started off as faces together. They were in the midst of their split, uh, but they were tag team champions. And so I think it was constructed very well. I think it was a well-told story. I don't think that you had to be overly familiar with this story going into the match to understand why you were getting what you were getting. And I love the fact that Hernandez performed at to such a degree uh, that it let Matt Morgan get over even more as a heel by just coming in at the very end and doing what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I thought this was a great psychological match. I thought this was a well-constructed physical match. Um, and I think it progressed a young Matt Morgan – who was just out of WWE um, and was on his way to really becoming the blueprint Matt Morgan at this point in time. Um, I think this did a lot for him. I think this did a lot for him. And I think it did equally as much for Hernandez, who was already super over at this point in time. Uh, But I want to hear what you guys have to say. And folks, if you are watching on YouTube at home, we want to hear what you think about some of these matches too. If you've watched the card, please let us know your thoughts about the about the show in the comment section below. Hit us up on social media if you're listening on a podcast platform or on Sportswire if you're watching on Roku. Uh, you can always hit us up on social media. Amy will get back to you at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Amy, let's go to you on this one first. Leia, you, I kind of agree, or kind of agree. I agree with what you were saying about how, like, they really emphasize the the incoming split of Hernandez and Matt Morgan. Um, it's funny, I was reading, besides the whole thing about the spray paint on the mat, um, uh, my second question uh, for notes is that what was on Matt Morgan's back? Because whatever uh, was still, what tattoo that was, that was very interesting to see. Um, the only thing that I would have changed about the match a little bit was beer money felt like a third wheel in this. Yes. Yeah. And like, it felt like there was so much attention on the impending split, which they could have done, but like toned it back a little bit and let beer money shine. But it just felt like they were just like side characters in this overall storyline, which is fine. Like that yet there there's roles to play, but I wish I saw a little bit more of like the heat between the two teams rather than in between the one team. So. Yeah, I, I think um, before I, before I, I go to Tyler on this one, I, I think that Beer Money was just so over with their gimmick that they didn't need the shine here. Whereas Matt Morgan needed the time to get the heat. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, so yeah, absolutely. I agree with you that it could have been balanced better. 
but I think the end result, and again, as someone that wasn't a TNA fan, you didn't really see the end result of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if you, if you were to, to go like two pay-per-views later, you know, you would see where that progression got them and they yeah. couldn't have gotten there without this match. Yeah. And that's the, the thing way I also wrote down. That's what I also wrote down. It, it does make me want to watch what's next because obviously I want to see how they're going to coexist. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yep. Tyler, what are your thoughts? Uh, actually, coming uh, with a different perspective, I, I just really like beer money. I, I forgot how much of a fan I was of their work, and I, I liked the way they did the, more of the tag team wrestling, to be honest, because you, you guys mentioned it. Uh, with Hernandez and Matt Morgan, they already established they weren't getting along, and I, I think, to me, as good as they were, it, it took you know opponents like a beer money to carry the match. I mean, they were kind of working more that – that old school match that we all enjoy. You know, we see FTR, a lot of the great teams do. And and I'm with you. Probably they were side characters, but I don't know. that You you mentioned it. They were over. I'm just kind of, you know, reinstating that that fact that you guys were bringing up. I just – I thought the match was good. I, I like the psychology, and I like what Cowboy James Storm, that pairing with Robert Roode. And I, I liked him back with America's Most Wanted with uh, the Wildcat Chris Harris too. So, yep. I, I just thought it was fun. I thought this was just another pretty solid match. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So now we're, we're down to the last two, uh, last two matches. We're at the top of the card here. And uh, first up, we've got Kurt Angle versus uh, Ken Anderson. And uh, Kurt goes over here by submission. Um, these two have uh, a really heated storyline. The promo package before the match does a really great job of laying it out for everybody. Kurt's promo does a great job of, of laying things out for people. Um, and it's, it doesn't matter that he doesn't need to talk a whole lot and that he's just, you know, Kurt angle setting things on fire is going to sell every time. Right. With those um, dead bright eyes. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know what, well, we could speculate on what was going on behind the scenes, but like his eyes in TNA were just like totally different than what he was in WWE. Absolutely. Like it just some those that stare that he was doing was so creepy mm -hmm. that it, like it just hits you right in the soul. Yep, yep. So Tyler, talk talk to me first here. Uh, what what did you think of this match, man? And by the way, this this match for everyone uh, keeping track, this match was the longest match on the card, coming in at seventeen thirty six. Yeah, th that is an incredible stat, Ted. I, I think it should have been. I think you, you mentioned that the story was great with the whole military, the dog tag. I, I loved how these guys took it back where they, they showed blood. Kurt Engel got his redemption. I, I love how they opened the match with Kurt Engel teasing uh, Mr. Anderson. Come on, is that all you got? Doing the amateur, kind of the Olympic background. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Ken Anderson is such a great villain. It's a shame he didn't go farther with WWE, but I'm glad TNA was there because – this what he was able to do the back and forth and the cheap shots mm -hmm. and, and that promo afterwards you talk about a passionate promo that could actually be in a movie but it fit into wrestling you talked about it Amy with angle stare it's like you're going to have nightmares of me even though you beat me I mean to me that really resonated and to me I, I don't know about you this may be my favorite match just on storytelling mm -hmm. I mean if nothing else like you guys were mentioning this was just everything it needed to be and if you're going to have a match go long, I mean, it's going to have to have Kurt Engel and, and the credit to Anderson. I mean, I forget how talented he was. And 
Mm -hmm. It just had all the intangibles. That's all I can say. It's really hard to think of the word. I, I thought it was just fantastic. Awesome. Amy? Yeah, um, I totally agree with everything Tyler said. Like, this was definitely, like, it felt like a blood feud. Like, even not even with, like, the, I had the, there was one of the few matches with a promo, which was nice. Um, so, like, I had the insight of what had led up to this moment. But it felt, like, very real. And the thing about what Ken Anderson, like Tyler said, he's so good at being a dick that, like, you believe what he's doing. Yep. Like, he's so good at it. And, it, like, you forget that. Because, uh, like, he, you don't really see him that much on, like, TV anymore. But you right. see him like, – he's still doing NWA, isn't he? Uh, he was last time I got to see NWA, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah and so the the ending, I, I put down another ref bump on it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I appreciated a little bit of color because, like, with Blood Feud, you want to add that little bit of oomph to mm -hmm. it and then the promo afterwards like oh god he's just so good on the microphone yeah like yep so yep. yeah and by the way i i will tell you that um ken anderson my very first indie show that i ever went to in this area um i can't say it's my first one ever ever because i went to a couple as a kid um but my first indie like my first indie show as a grown-up right when uh will and i had started the show it was me, Will, and Cuz that all went. And uh, we went to the show, and Ken was advertised for the show, and he was there. And um, we hadn't even made it back to the meet-and-greet area. He was making his way up to concessions to go up to the concession stand and grab some food. And he stopped, and he was like, hey, guys, you here for the show tonight? And we were like, yeah. He's like, oh, thank you so much for coming. He was the nicest guy. Like, just took the time to stop and talk to us for, like, five minutes. Mm -hmm. you know so to see him be a heel <laughs> you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i had the opportunity to, like to speak with this man because then i went back and talked to him even more at the meet and greet area you know um yeah. him and matt striker they were just they were fantastic and they were so they were the, you know some of the sweetest human beings i've i've had the uh, opportunity to meet in the business and um and when he's a heel man oh man is he good at it man so mm -hmm. i don't know you know, but I'll tell you what, those two guys, Matt Stryker and Mr. Anderson, uh, they were two of the nicest people I've met in the business. James Ellsworth, one of the skeeviest I've met in the business, and he was at that same show. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk the main event here. Uh, AJ Styles, who has, uh, with, he has Chelsea and he has Ric Flair with him, right? Versus Abyss, who had been blessed by Hulk Hogan. He'd been given the Hall of Fame ring by the Hulkster. By the Hulkster. Uh, you know, this match was insanity. <laughs> um, the whole bit with Rick and with Hogan. And uh, I just, I can't, man. I love it. I love it so much. It's so bad that it's good. <laughs> it's so bad that it's good. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to go to you first on this one, brother. Talk to me. You just said it, Ted. It was nostalgia, man. It, it reminded me of like Nitro, an old WWF show. It, I mean, it had all that in the TNA pay-per-view. It was crazy. You yep. know, Hogan was blessing backstage like, brother, come on, this Hall of Fame ring. And Abyss was doing it. He was doing all the Hulkamaniac stuff. AJ Styles might as well be King Kong Bundy from WrestleMania. 
WrestleMania too, or, or he was just a smaller opponent. It, it was crazy. And then Ric Flair, you can say what you want to, but Rick can act with the best of them. I mean, yep. his facial expressions with Chelsea in the wheelchair. And it, it was clever. I mean, it's hard to even come up with the term to describe this match. Insanity was appropriate. I mean, cause AJ did what he could. Abyss is talented and a very athletic big man, but it just had all the cartoonish stuff of the eighties in a 2010 pay-per-view, even of the 90s. So we, we got our fill with some good X-Division stuff, but also some throwbacks. So I, I don't know. It, it was not a bad match. It wasn't the greatest, and I'll be interested to hear your guys' perspective on Hebner coming out, that whole deal. It, it was definitely fascinating. And then the, the whole spot at the end. I'm, that's why I'm going to leave it to you guys. I, Amy. I, I'm just – yeah, go ahead. Amy, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts? So another ref bump. That's my first thing. <laughs> um, I, it was funny. I literally write in this, why do they keep avoiding the middle of the ring? Because <laughs> they kept running the ropes on the side. And I'm just like, this seems like really uh, awkward to do. And then, of course, like the ending, you find out why. Um, okay. It was a lot of fun. Like, it's nice to see, like, it, it's crazy because I think the AJ now, or not, maybe not now, but like maybe two years ago, is better than AJ watching this pay-per-view, mm. which is nuts to think about because he's younger, probably a little bit more like athletic. But I think like as far as like putting a match together, AJ now is, is a whole lot better. Um, it was first Abyss match. They were watching Abyss match. So that oh. was that was interesting. And he was, yeah, yeah, I'm not a teen person. So this was not... A, on my radar at all um <laughs> i love it afterwards i put what what did i just watch <laughs> um, <laughs> the ending was just so like because I, I the, he got gets put well the ref takes the bump and then um they're going at it some more and freaking earl hebner comes out and freaking in the nicest way possible hulk hogan rolls rick flair away i thought he was gonna run him off the ramp i thought i thought like logically that would make sense but he just said rolls him away um and then he abyss puts styles through the ring and the ref calls for the bell and they do like the whole dusty finish where you visualize Abyss holding it, but then the ref takes it away. And then everyone just goes in the hole for some reason. <laughs> I didn't understand what was happening and why. Is it, was that Abyss's thing that he creates a hole and it becomes a portal to another world and people disappear? <laughs> I have so many questions and not enough answers. It must be. I'm, I'm going to make you go back and watch more Abyss matches to find out. Uh. But, like, so my only problem with this, if I had bought this pay-per-view and that was the ending, I would have been a little mad. <laughs> because it's, like, it's a, it's a controversial finish. And, like, to have that moment, like, yes, he's getting the rub from Hulk Hogan. The ra he's raising his hand. But, like, to do a dusty finish like that, I would have been mad if I paid money for the pay-per-view. But I get, like, the enjoyment of well, it. it well, here's... Here, here's the deal here's the deal this match is booked straight out of the brain of eric bischoff and i can tell you just from watching the match that that's how that happened okay um i can also tell you that eric did one thing really really freaking well through those 80 what is it 83 weeks 82 yeah 83 weeks. weeks yeah yeah okay he booked the endings of pay-per-views that made you need to watch Nitro the next night. And that's what he did here. 
you didn't get a finish. You needed yeah. to tune into Impact on Monday night on TNN to get their spike or whatever it was at the time. I don't remember. Um, yeah. To get the finish. That's what that is. That's 100% what that is. Um, and, and they did it very well because it makes you go, wait, what? And yeah. it almost, and Amy, correct me if I'm wrong. Hmm. It, it almost makes you go, I, I need to know what happened. I need to know how this, how this worked itself out. I, I will say, yes, it does. The only problem with that way of thinking is sooner or later you burn people out of buying pay-per-views because they're like, if I'm not going to get the finish, why would I buy the pay-per-view? Well, I will say this. They did not do this often. Okay. They did not do this often. This was a very WCW-esque pay-per-view, and they did not stay in this, this lane for very long. Okay. Okay? Mostly because they fired Easy e and then they brought Vince Russo back for a minute, and then they fired him again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my friends, let us know what your thoughts are on the pay-per-view. Let us know in the comments below, like we said earlier, or hit us up on social media. Please remember to go buy your merch. Head over to Coastal Championship Wrestling's website, ccwrestlingfl.com slash events to get your tickets for all of your Coastal Championship Wrestling uh, stuff coming up. Uh, we, we have rumors that they are growing up the east coast and all kinds of stuff is happening it's it's craziness absolute craziness we're super excited to uh to be a, a proud partner with ccw go check out a live wrestling every tuesday night on youtube at seven o'clock all right my friends thank you for joining us for our review of destination next 2010 what pay-per-view would you like us to review next Maybe let us know in the comments below and uh, maybe that'll play into whoever wins the double or nothing predictions making their choice. All right, my friends, I will catch you guys next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio.